What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? Welcome in. What's the spread? We're off and running. My friend, the time has finally come. The Big Ten has arrived. We're finally here. I feel like the SEC has been playing for months, which has been what? Like maybe five weeks, five four weeks, or five yeah. weeks, but it really has felt that long. And it, this has been the longest wait for high state football I've ever had. Uh, can't wait for Saturday. Really? I, it, there are actually other games in the big 10 that I'm more excited about, which yeah, is what we're going to be focusing absolutely. on right away. Uh, so without further ado, man, let's get into it. We got the big 10 opening play. So in honor of that, we're going to go ahead and cover two big time matchups here. First of all, college game day, 18, Michigan, 21, Minnesota, Michigan is favored by three points on the road here. Which side do you on? I'm taking Minnesota plus three. What about you? I'm with you, man. I'm taking Minnesota plus three as well. Uh, Michigan, three and seven against the spread in their last 10 games on the road. Joe Milton starting his first game at QB since high school. Kid's supposed to be good. Listen, I'm so sick of every single year we have to, or every changing of the guard yep. at Michigan, we have to hype up their quarterback. Under Harbaugh, that's just what it seems like. And this is a popular bet for people. Every year, Michigan are going against opponents, and I think they are overpriced. Yeah. I am all over Minnesota. Tanner Morgan back. PJ Fleck has this team rocking and rolling. Listen to this name that a lot of a lot of people don't know. Rashard Bateman. He is going to have that kind of season yep. that will bring him into that top ten, top fifteen kind of kind of area. I don't care about the last meeting between these two teams because those were two totally different teams, completely different two teams, totally different programs. Completely different programs, absolutely. I'm riding PJ Fleck here and Tanner Morgan. Uh, Minnesota lost a lot of pieces on defense, but that doesn't matter to me. What's crazy to me is that you would think in a matchup like this, it it should seem like, well, Michigan's not going to lose the game. They could absolutely yeah. lose this game. Minnesota at home, a lot of hype. You you mentioned Rashad Bateman, Big Ten receiver of the year last year. Him and Tanner Morgan are not going to miss a step. No. And that's the thing. Again, we're, we've been talking about this all season, but there's a lot to be said for uh, no turnover at the quarterback position. Yes. There's a lot to be said at no turnover at head coach. Yep. And that head coach-quarterback combo, especially a guy like Tanner Morgan, who is such a leader. He's a leader, and he's a reliable quarterback. He always puts you in a position to win and never puts you in a position to lose. Like, when we have Joe Milton coming in here, who's to say Joe Milton's not going to throw a couple interceptions or not convert big downs? You know Tanner Morgan's there to convert big downs and not going to turn the ball over a lot. And if it wasn't for last year, granted, I know there's no crowd. Again, that's something we have to deal with. But that game that Minnesota had against Penn State last year. Yep. And I you know, I, I told anybody who would listen, there's no way in hell that Minnesota is going to win this game. And they yeah. proved me wrong. So at this point, I'm going to go ahead and take stock in the fact that I think their program is headed in the right direction. And I think this is a good spot for them. Another trend I really liked, just overall, how about Minnesota? 19-11 and gets a spread their last 30 games as a home underdog. That's beautiful. So that's, uh, that's a lot of history for you. All right, what's next? We got one more in the Big Ten. Next we have Penn State, uh, six-point favorite versus Indiana. I was all over this game the second it opened. Um, it opened at seven and a half on some books, but on my book, it opened at six. I hammered it at six. Listen, Sean Clifford is going to be on a tear this season. This is his championship run. He, it is his time. Last year, threw for 260. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to estimate it's like 2,500, 2,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, seven interceptions. I don't think Indiana has the same success they had last year, and they won eight games. We know we have to scale it down a little, but you know, I'd be surprised if they you know, win six games this season. Six is favorable. No fans. 
it's different if this is a Big Ten game where Penn State has to go in Indiana and there, there's fans, but for them, I think this is going to be a neutral site. You know, give me Penn State minus six all day. I'm seeing the score somewhere around like 35 14. So here's where I'm at. I'm with you, man. Penn State minus six. The the Indiana plus six is tempting. And that's because of Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback Coming for back, Indiana. Yes. Very talented. Uh, I believe he was, I think he was five and one as a starter last year. Penn State, we know they have problems in uh, on pass defense. We saw that all of last year. But here's the thing. Penn State's just more talented. Yes. This game is going to be one up front. I do think that Indiana is going to be able to keep this game close for a while. But in the end, Penn State is too talented interior. Yes. On the offensive line, the defensive line, it's going to be too much for Indiana. Indiana's flashy. Pennix is a good QB. Uh, they got Wap Fillier at receiver. Explosive. They're going to score points. Yep. But this spread should be at least two scores. I think so. It should be at least seven and a half. I think so. And, and that's what what's crazy is I think when it opened at seven and a half, on most offshores, I don't think most big books even open it until six. I think that it was like, you know, the, the betting public was like, oh, this Indiana team's so good. Right, they're they're going to score a it. lot. But six points, they're going to win by more than a touchdown. Yeah. And I think Vegas was uh, counting on that for sure. Yes. Uh, because again, Indiana is a really sexy pick this year in the Big Ten. But uh, I see this time and time again. We were talking about Michigan and their yes. turnover. There's always so much hype behind Indiana. And they did have one of the best years they've had in a long time last Eight year. Eight wins in the last... The first time in like what twenty six seasons or right. thirty three seasons something crazy right but you know with the SEC we saw a lot of upsets early on but that was mostly because there's a lot of parity in the SEC there's not yeah. as much parity in the Big Ten so that's something to keep in mind when you're betting these Big Ten the games. Big Ten's top heavy and a lot of people exactly. are, are gonna I've even heard it myself where they're like oh man big big dogs can can go down I heard someone even bring up Nebraska which is laughable it's not the same yeah. and you have. You have returned, like you said again, returning coaches with star quarterbacks. Right. That just doesn't happen where they're just going to falter. Big Ten is very top heavy. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. Yes. These are the schools. Yep. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on here as we have Big Ten this weekend. All right. With Big Ten coming back, you would think that uh, I would be so excited about these games, and I am. But how about this one in the American? Oh, my God. Number nine, Cincinnati. Number 16, SMU. SMU, two and a half point favorites at home. Who do you like? The, I Big was showcase back and game. forth on this, um, and the line movement scared me. But I'm taking Cincinnati here, four and two against the spread. Five, the what got me with Cincinnati is five and one against the spread versus teams with winning records. Listen, we know Shane Bouchel is having an amazing banner year, but then I went back and looked at some of the teams they've played. They played Memphis, who let Dylan Grabeel throw for damn near 10,000 yards on him. They played, what, North Texas. They played Stephen F. Austin. Like, these teams are nobodies. Cincinnati, for a team, like the game they played against South Florida, for a team that can score like South Florida, for them to hold them down and make this a grinded-out victory 28-7, to that really was the difference maker in the way you play. I think that if you have a flashy offensive team like SMU, if they had a good defense to go behind it, when they're playing a defensive juggernaut who's ninth in the country, I would be okay with taking minus two and a half. But I think Cincinnati wins outright. Yeah, with with two and a half, it's essentially a money line. Yes. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why I like SMU here. Uh, and, I, and I went back and forth on this one as it's well. It's tough. Uh, Cincinnati does have the best defense in the conference. There's no doubt about yes. that. So really it comes down to... How how much of a difference is that good defense going to be? Yeah. Because I think when you look at the quarterback, Shane Bouchelle against Desmond Ritter, Bouchelle has the advantage all day long. And I feel like SMU That's can definitely wild. score points. 
but as you mentioned, SMU doesn't have a good defense. No. So even with Cincinnati struggles on offense, they can, they're still going to be able to put up points. But here's what did it for me, Brad. In a season like this, Cincinnati hasn't played a game, that game against USF, since October 3rd. Yeah. So it's been a long layoff. So really, that with a two-and-a-half-point spread, that was the deciding factor for me. All right, let's go ahead and end it in the Big 12. Number 17, Iowa State. Number 6, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State favored by three-and-a-half points. And all of a sudden... We're looking at a game that could decide, decide the conference. Yes, and this game had me excited, boy. This so <laughs> this game is going to be a feature of two of the top running backs in the country with um, Chuba Hubbard and Brees Hall, and two quarterbacks who I don't even know how to how to, to predict. Like when you have Brock Purdy here, what do we think about Brock Purdy? I mean. And Sanders. There's a lot of question marks at the quarterback position going into this game. I just had to go with the team who I think is better. I went with Ohio, I went with excuse me Oklahoma State minus three and a half. I don't care about the hook seven and two against the spread their last nine. I think that Brees Hall is having a better game, a better season, but it's because he has to be utilized more than Hubbard. Hubbard only has 339 yards this season, but he had what three 100 yard games, you know? So. I think that another thing that's really going to help um, Oklahoma State here is their rush defense. They're about middle of the road in rush defense, which is huge when you think about how many teams they're playing and how many teams have ran against them. They're av- they're allowing only 93 rush yards per game when you're going to have a team that comes here and they're going to want to dominate the game with the run. Brock Purdy's not going to beat him downfield. We know Brock checked down He's Purdy. He's struggling, yeah. Um, so... If they stop Brees Hall, they win this game. I think they're the best team in the conference. Yeah, I like Oklahoma State here too, minus three and a half. And that's mostly because, as you mentioned, I think right now they are the best team. You and I were both very high on Oklahoma State coming into the season and in the offseason. I'm not going to stop now. And I actually think that the three and a half is really favorable here. Uh, Purdy's not playing well. No. Uh, Sanders doesn't have to do too much because we're talking about a defensive game here in the Big 12, which is very surprising. But I think the Oklahoma State defense has been really impressive. Remarkable. Uh, and that's I think that's going to be the difference maker. And as you said, stopping Brees Hall, that's really all they have to do because Purdy hasn't proven that he can make those plays. Exactly. Not to say that Sanders has either. Keep in mind, Sanders likely to play. He's been cleared. Okay, but he cool. But he, he's got two uh, completions this year. I mean, he got taken out, I think, after the second drive yep. of the first game. Yeah, I didn't know if so, Williamsworth was going to play. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So it, it, I did, for me, it didn't matter. I'm with you. We may see two quarterbacks. Yeah. We, we may not see Sanders. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out, but... Uh, because of the defense and because of the running matchup, uh, I just like the Oklahoma State three and a half, especially at home. And I think the Oklahoma State is the best team in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I um. So it's wild. Last week I was able to get Oklahoma State. I already have a preseason bet for Oklahoma State to win the conference. I doubled down at with them at plus five hundred, and they lead the conference right now. Wild. Really good odds. All right, underdog. Underdog was tough for me this this week, guys. I'm sorry we dropped the last one. You know, I'll tell you when I'm super confident. I'm going to go with South Carolina over LSU. LSU coming off the bye week should be coming here and, and ready to to rock and roll. But guess what? What is the most the, the the most challenging thing that a team can't predict? Distractions. The the self-indicted uh Odell Beckham scandal. Mm, yeah. It's a big distraction all week when they should be preparing for South Carolina. South Carolina is coming off a big upset win. I think they do two in a row here. This LSU team is not good defensively. They are great offensively, but South Carolina's defense is going to do just enough to where South Carolina will score and they will hold them down. I like your pick. I like sticking with the SEC here. If you're in the SEC and your name is not Alabama, it's been a very up and down season for you. And I think it's going to continue. So I'm going to go ahead and take Ole Miss. 
plus three. That was and a my half backup. Yes. over Auburn. Uh, that's really favorable to me. Yep. I don't think uh, you know. You could make an argument for a pick here. I think Auburn's not playing well. Ole Miss is at least scoring points. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's a prime upset spot. And Absolutely. really, any of these middle-of-the-road SEC matchups right now, there's a lot of value They there. should all just be pick because the only thing that kept me off of Ole Miss was whatever. I think it's called HIPAA or something where they can't release the names of who still is sick. But I don't think we've come to see in sports these COVID cases haven't really been changing the complexion of these teams. And I think it's because... I think I read, I heard this on the ESPN radio where these coaches and these players are practicing as if key guys are catch, catch COVID. They're putting that into their practice game plan. So if something happens, you lose 10, you lose 10 players, you are ready to fill right. your guy. Your, it's not like other seasons where your ones are, are grinding it all the time. You are scattering your guys around. So you are, are ready for this. All right, man. It's going to be a great Saturday of culture ball. Before we move over into the NFL, let's break for our sponsors. Hey, Miles, you know what be pretty cool? If there's a social media app just for sports. You know, Brad, I was just thinking that. Like a social media app where there's a feed, where you can post about your picks, see what others are saying about the game, and you know how I love to see how the lines move throughout the week. Well, you're in luck. Vigit is the best social media platform just for sports. When you download Vigit, use promo code SPREAD and create your account today. All right, my friend, rapid fire NFL. What do we got up first? This is the game oh, of the year. Game Hands of the year. down Pittsburgh so far. Steelers traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans, where the Titans are a one and a half point favorite. Miles, I have doubted the Titans all year, and I'm not going to change. I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers getting one and a half here. I like Titans minus one and a half, uh, so I'm on the other side. This is really a money line situation. The Steelers are coming in 4-1 and one against the spread this season. Yes. So I feel like that Vegas has to start adjusting their lines a little bit. Tennessee, 7-3 and three against the spread in their last 10 games as a home underdog. But I'll tell you, game-wise, why I like the Titans here. Derrick Henry is on a rampage. Yes. I like that they can control the ball that way. And also, I, th- I really do think... That the Steelers losing Devin Bush on the defensive side of the ball is yes, going to be a that's big be a adjustment huge for that. Adjustment. So I think that only with the one and a half points or really just looking at this as a money line, uh, I'm liking the Titans to come away with the win here. One thing that made me a little more comfortable with my Steelers pick is going back and breaking down the Texans. The Texans are worse in the league at, at, at Titans. Um, no, no, no. The Texans. Oh, you're, because of last week. Yes. Okay. And you know, I don't like going game from game, but sure, I, I, I have to. I have to find my angle when you have tight games like this. Yeah. The Texans are the worst team against the run. Worst team about time of possession. They are the third worst team against the pass. But what was weird was the Titans had every opportunity to put this game away, and it showed you that this Titans team's not the same Titans team of old defensively. No. I think the Steelers were scored just enough a point, just enough points. One stat that I heard, which was really wild, was like the Steelers are twelve and four for the total going under in their last sixteen road games, which leads me to believe that they will hold them down enough for them to finish a game that's like something like twenty eight twenty one. Really impressive performance for the Steelers last week uh, against Cleveland. Yes. Shut them down. Couldn't do anything on offense. I think we have two really good offensive teams here. Yes. So I think it's possible that we could see a similar game to what we saw with the Texans and Titans last week. I hope so. All right, what's next? Uh, next, we have the Seattle Seahawks, three and a half point favorite, traveling to Arizona. Four o'clock kickoff. And uh, Miles, who are you going to go with? Brad, I'm taking the Cardinals here. 
I'm, I, you know, I. It's very rare that I bet against the Seahawks, and I just want to put it out there. I'm not overreacting from their performance against the Cowboys. I fully understand what they were working with there. The Cowboys were completely unprepared, and the Cardinals yes. took advantage. Before that, keep in mind the Cardinals' offense was struggling. Kyler Murray only completed nine passes. Yeah. But what I liked about the Cardinals in that game is their ability to create plays, such as the Christian Kirk play. Yes. You know when there was nothing there. Uh, defensively, I thought they looked really good. They played really well on the defensive yes. side of the ball. And listen, I know it was Andy Dalton, but Zeke was all out of sorts. Yes. The Cowboys couldn't do anything. And the Seahawks, which I was surprised to see, their defense is giving up 471.2 yards per yes. game. So I think it's a spot where Arizona can absolutely come up with the upset here. Miles, I'm so glad you picked Arizona. So, yes, like you said, me. Arizona was struggling early in the season and... Um, when the season started, uh, Nuke was on pace to to have something like 179 receptions. He's still top three um, on pace for 150 receptions. But what they started to do, I mean targets, um, what they started to do is they started implementing other guys in their offense, and it started two weeks ago with Christian Kirk. Um, and then you saw it again this week with Christian Kirk. You see, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were struggling a little bit with Kenyon Drake. Kenny Drake had himself yep. a good game, but why? Because you can rely on Chase Edmonds. There's a lot that's happening with this offense that's really, it makes them a really fun team to bet. And now we get them at home. Kyler Murray is doing it with his legs, with his arm. And you, I'm trying to put my words out there where I'm not sounding like I'm just backing the Cardinals for no reason. Kyler Murray, I heard, I heard something great with, uh, DeAndre Hopkins said, when I showed up to practice, Kyler Murray, I, I did something in practice that was wrong. Kyler Murray came up and yelled at me. He yelled at me. He's like, I didn't know what to think of it because Kyler Murray's so little and mm-hmm. he's such a big leader. Yeah. But it, you see it on the field. You, you do. Like, Kyler Murray is getting those. He's finally starting to understand. Like, I think those first couple of weeks, even when they were winning, those first couple of weeks, he was like kind of just still going through it. But now he's really taking control of the team. All these stars on his team. He's the guy. They are six two and one in their last nine games. They make it seven two and one against the Seahawks. We do have to. We do have to admit Wilson's having one of the best seasons that he's ever had. Fifteen hundred yards, no nineteen touchdowns, three interceptions. Metcalf's playing amazing. But there's been too many games that the Seahawks have had that are battles, grinds, and I think that Arizona's defense is good enough, and their offense is puts up enough points to where if it's one of these battles and one of these grinds, Arizona's going to win and cover. If they don't win, they're, it's going to be a one or two point game. And we're getting three and a half points here. Right. And not the first time that we back the Cardinals here. I really think that they have enough where they can uh, at least keep up with Russell Wilson. And again, that Seattle defense, really, I think there's a lot of holes to exploit there. Yes. And I think that Kingsbury's going to be able to do that. All right, what's next? Next, we have Chicago Bears traveling to the LA Rams Monday Night Football. The Rams are a six-point favorite. Miles, I'm going to go ahead and start this Go off. ahead, man. I am taking the pretender Chicago Bears. Again. Again. But look at the games the Bears have played. They beat the Lions. They beat the Giants. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Colts. They beat the Panthers. They beat the Bucks. Every single game, there was excuses of why they win the game. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Bucks had none of their players. The Bears didn't. I mean, the Bucks had none of their players. The Panthers didn't have McCaffrey. The Falcons sucked. The Giants lost Saquon. But you know what? You only can play the games that are on your schedule. Six points is very generous, especially against a team like the Rams. The Rams are two, seven, and one in their last ten primetime games. That's against the spread. You get six points here. Foles said he would rather an ugly win than a pretty loss. 
He does not care how they get it done. When you have a top three, heard I say that, top three defense, all you need is an okay quarterback. Yeah, and I think we're going to be looking at a defensive battle here. Uh, there's a couple reasons why I like the Rams minus six. Number one, I like big, uh, big bounce back spots. Yeah, this is uh, and this is sure. definitely a big one for them, especially last week. I mean, you and I were all over the Rams last My week, God. so I'm betting them two weeks in a row here. Terrible 24 to 16 loss uh, against San Francisco. Here's the thing: the Rams are leading the NFL, converting 46.8% of their third downs. They did not do that last week. They were no. only 4 for 12 against the 49ers. I think that's where the difference in this game can be because this is what I'm looking for, Brad. I'm looking for like an 18 to 10 game. I'm looking for like an 18 to 12 game. Yeah. I'm looking for a really low-scoring defensive struggle. I still think, I still believe the Rams are better than what they showed last Sunday. Absolutely, I agree with that. And, and, and better than what they've been showing overall. But here's the thing. People keep doubting the Bears and they just keep coming at you with yes. that defense. That defense is legit. Ram, we know Rams impressive. offensive line is not good. The only thing that worries me here is that second half of the Rams game, it looked like Sean McVay started to understand he has to use his weapons against a good defense. Yeah. Like, you can't Sean McVay it out and spread the ball around. No, you find your guys. Daryl Henderson was hot, and he finally rode Daryl Henderson, just did it too little too late. That's what only scares me is... God, if they didn't, if they ended the game flat, like they started the game, then I would have been tell everyone put your freaking mortgage on the Bears. But you know we have to keep calm, stick with unit size betting. So I'm taking Bears plus six. So six is a lot of points for a good defensive team. All right, man, I like it. Let's bring it home. What do we got? Uh, next up, the last game. This is my biggest bet of the week. Green Bay Packers are a three and a half point favorite playing the Houston Texans. You heard me talk about the Texans. Terrible against the run. What I love here, the Green Bay Packers, following and against the spread loss, are 10-0. and 0. Aaron Rodgers got shut down yeah. by probably the best defense in the league. And he didn't know how to react. Guess what? He gets an awful defense. Listen, one thing the Packers are really good, they're the best in the entire country, is, is uh, one of the best in the entire country, is, is controlling the pace of the game. They don't rush it if they don't have to. The Texans are terrible on third down defensively. So we're going to have a game where we get Aaron Rodgers who gets a bounce back spot versus a bad secondary, versus a bad rush defense, and versus a team who is okay with trying to have a shootout. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think the Packers will put up 45 plus points. I'm taking the over, first half over, Packers minus three and a half. The line opened at three. I'm glad I'm getting at three and a half. Uh, this is also my bet of the week. Yes. I feel like this is truly an 11 at the blackjack table, and you double down. That stat is eye-popping. Ten, They've covered their last 10 games after an against-the-spread loss. I mean, that, that jumps off the paper to me because what does that tell me? That's all about Rodgers, it's, Yeah, it, it, coaching that, changes. That's no his cares. mentality. He's going to come out. You yeah. know. So that, that just makes me even more comfortable. Is that, like Some trends are not as reliable yeah, you just throw because of so much turnover. Yeah. But this is all Aaron Rodgers. This guy comes back after a loss, and he comes back strong. And the reason that it's only three and a half is because they got their ass yes. kicked in Tampa last uh, week. And I'm telling you, it, it was definitely an off game for Rodgers. It was very weird. After he threw the two uh, interceptions and, and, and the yeah. picks, he, he was he all sh- out of shut down. And yeah. then our D's got down. up. We kept getting to the quarterback. He was all out of sorts, but this is definitely, again, another bounce-back spot he here. He could have pissed off Rodgers. Yeah, Packers minus three and a half. It's, it's an 11 at the blackjack table, double down. 
all over this one. Totally agree. That was a good way to end it. I'm so glad, Miles. Yeah, we're on the same page there, man. Hey, we finally get to make a little push to the college football playoff. Yes. Little eight-week Big Ten season. Before you know it, it'll be December. We have Mountain West starting, too. Mountain West I was looking at the games, and I go, we got Utah State, Boise State this weekend. So here's the thing, too. Uh, Last Saturday night, I was, uh, you know, enjoying myself as I do on college football Saturdays. But all the action ended at 11 o'clock. And I'm like, why are there no games on? I'm like, it's because Mountain West hasn't started playing yet. But here we are, man. Here we are. We finally get our wire-to-wire culture ball Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 a.m. Live it up, man. I'm so excited. Let's enjoy it. Thank you guys so much for listening to What's the Spread podcast. Listen, please be sure to download our podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, or however else you get your podcasts. And listen, I'm going to say this one time. Let's go raise. Let's do this.